Welcome to episode 18 of Q the Duck Boats podcast. Kevin, famous number 18, go. I love doing this start every pod for you. Um, 18. Um, Nathan Was Nathan Horton 18? Bing, perfect, you got it. Boom. That's what I wanted you to do. Nathan Horton, Bruins legend Nathan Horton. Uh, just give, give a little Nathan Horton fun fact, right? He's hurt for that game seven, and he had really became one of the lifebloods of that Bruins team. And one thing he did that I think has been well documented is he took the garden, the, the ice from the garden, put it into a water bottle, let it melt, put a garden ice sticker on it, and poured it onto the the rink up in um, Vancouver to give the Bruins that feeling of some home ice advantage, knowing they had garden ice with them. And I think those are some of the little things that like get forgotten in that 2011 story, which is just so awesome. But that kind of that springboards us right in, right? The Boston Bruins, the Boston Bruins, Kev. How have you felt about them in the last week? I mean, last week we were pretty positive, and it's really to me it's hard to be negative about them right now, right? Like, it's not like we're out getting our doors blown off. We lost a game in overtime against Montreal since we last talked and we won no, a we out against Montreal. the Blue Jackets. Not Montreal, Jesus. I have no idea where I got that from. Los Angeles Kings. Yeah, the LA. I, it's like, I don't even know where I read that. Um, sorry. And you have Bruins beating the Blue Jackets in a shootout on the Saturday and then the previous Thursday. So I guess, yeah, we, that was after we, were, we recorded Friday morning. So we had already talked about that. So there's only been two games. There's not much Bruins stuff for me to talk about in the last week. So I think our Bruins section will be a little quicker than usual, but those two games, let's talk about them. What's your instant reaction to them? It's just, it's tough. Cause like it goes past these two games. It goes the Kings game. It goes the Blue Jackets game and back to Anaheim game. And just we're not able to close out. And that's scary. We're not, we're not talking like last two, three, four minutes of game. We're talking about last 30 seconds or less. Like, that's not good. Like, I understand the whole okay, – so every game has a circumstance, which we have to look at. And every game, we were a man down. Not once have we given up an even straight goal in the last 30. It was we were always a man down. And in Columbus, we were two men down. So it's, like, tough, but it's, like, we got to figure out a way – Why? first of all, why are we giving up these penalties – with less than a minute left. Why are we shooting ourselves in the foot? And why are we putting ourselves in the position to possibly lose? And that's the biggest problem. It's undisciplined hockey. It's bad hockey. As Bruce Cassidy said after the Kings game, which it's just not good hockey, especially after the Charlie Coyle, I don't even know, spinorama backwards pass. Like <clears throat> to me, that was just so, so bad. Like, that hurt to watch that. Like You knew like, right away, awful. right? Like, right when I saw him do that spinning pass, I was like, well, that's over. Anthony C. was such a fast skater. He just broke it. Right, right. McAvoy, just, McAvoy had no chance. And like, no, no. And what game are you going to do? Like, so, Linus Olmark has been in goal for two of these, and it's been the two lost. It was Anaheim yeah. and L.A., but you he hasn't played bad. Him. He hasn't played bad. That's right. the thing. Like it, that's the thing. You can't blame him for that. Yeah. It was, he's one-on-one with a great – Goal scorer, fast guy. That's asking so much to like for your goaltender. Hey, just stop that. He's never been in that spot. 
like that Jake the Brush opportunity in the beginning. It was like, oh my god, dude, just able to hold on. Oh, that I puck. know, yeah, I know. It was so just bad. It around the pad when he I just went yeah. Jake the Brush scoring a goal in the game, so I was like freaking out, jumping out of my couch seat. But it happens, and at least we got one point. That's the biggest thing. Like Anaheim, Anaheim hurt because we didn't get a point at all. At least in the Kings, we got one point. But even the announcer saying Jack Ed- Jack Edwards the same was it doesn't even feel like we got one point. That's how much the Kings game hurt. Like it just felt like our heart got ripped out. Yeah. We do- we dominated the whole game. We came out, we scored first that beautiful Trent Frederick goal. Finally, Freddie's getting he's reaping the benefits of his hard work that he deserves. Yeah, we're tied one one, but then we go up two one. And you're up two one in control. Almost having a great game overall. And then you give that goal six, uh, five, uh, six on five. And then it's just, and then you, you just bluff in overtime. It was just, yeah. It hurt, I mean, man. It hurt. So when you, when you take everything you just said into account and you look at the Bruins season to date, there's a lot of positives. And I think there are a couple players away again from kind of making a push. I don't know if they can win the cup. But one thing you have to be able to do is close out games. And we are not doing that well. That's where we miss like uh, just tough guys that just close games out. And we just, we're not doing it. And it has to get figured out. Um, It really does. It's like, are we going to beat a dead horse here for another 10 minutes? No, like it just, but they have to figure it out, but they know that. And the Bruins have the veterans in the locker room to be like, okay, we're not losing another game with that much time left. And what needs to happen is they need to close some games out because you don't want them to become the Toronto Maple Leafs. In the back of their head, they're always thinking, well, we can't do this because it keeps happening. Like the Maple Leafs can't get out of the first round of the playoffs because it's in their head. You don't want the Bruins to become a team that can't close out games. That That's kind of all I have on that. I agree with you. Something you went over and I definitely want to jump into now is Trent Frederick. Trent Frederick has been a revelation for the Boston Bruins in the last three weeks. He has played hard. He's made things happen. He's played good defensively, and now he's starting to reap the benefits. Exactly what you said. If Trent Frederick can be this player, he makes our third line a million times more dangerous. Frederick has offensive abilities. We're seeing it. Bruce Cassidy has complimented his shot now multiple times, saying he has a good shot and he's a good playmaker. Freddie has more to his game than he's shown us yet, and I think we're just starting to see it. Got to remember he's young. Everyone expects all these players to come in and be stars right away. And that's just not how things work for everyone. And I don't ever think Trent Frederick is going to be some superstar, but I think he's going to be a very good NHL player. And I think he's going to be a very good third liner. That's where I think he fits in. If he becomes a second liner one day, I'd be happy. It'd be great. But like, that's not where I see him. I think that we should be very happy to have him on our third line and have him start to produce because if you can get Coyle, him and Smith going, that's a hell of a third line. There's not many third lines in the NHL better than Coyle, Smith and Freddie. There's really not. So if all your other lines can go and that line can start going, your scoring is going to go through the roof. That is so it's, it's good. It's all good things. Our fourth line has had some transition. You know what I mean? I think tonight we're rolling with um, no sick with Felino and Lazar. I like that mix. That's my favorite mix down there. Um, and Felino's play a little better too. Another guy that, you know, it's, it's been a lot of negativity, but he's been playing a little bit better. If you can get the bottom six to play better and elevate their game a little bit and start to gel, then it's only going to help us rolling into the deadline. Like in another guy, Craig Smith. I mean, I've said his name five times without talking about it. Craig Smith looks like a different player the last couple of weeks. And he's been known his whole career as a streaky player. 
He had the hat trick. Now he scored again. He's starting to really start rolling. If Craig Smith gets on a roll too, that's your secondary scoring. And that's it. I mean, then then your team is 10 times better than what they look. So do the Bruins have the building blocks to be good? Yes. Do I think as they're built right now, they could win a Stanley Cup? No. But I'm happy with what I'm seeing. You know what I mean? Like there, we you can think the team's not a Stanley Cup contender and you can also still be happy with them. I think that's where we're at. And like, we're kind of pushing into that trade deadline season, that time of year, right? We have two weeks till the deadline or really 11 days till the deadline. And I've heard a couple different rumors. One about is that it's Jacob Middleton, right? Yeah. The defenseman from uh, San Jose Sharks. Yeah. You want to talk a little bit about him? I know that you've done a little bit more research than I have on him. Yeah. No. So like, this is a guy that like, I, we talked about before, like, the Bruins leading an enforcer, a guy that's not afraid to go out there and fight. Set up so he has nine fighting majors. Right. So that's a the lot. thing. So and the only thing, he's not just a fighter. Like, this is a man that will eat minutes. He'll give you 18 to 20 minutes a game. He's great on the power kill, power play kill units. He's been lined up with either Eric Carlson and Brent Burns all, all season long. He's a guy that they can stick in there. And they don't have to worry about him. And that's the kind of things the Bruins need. Like, you need depth, especially on defense. And the Bruins have showed that. Is you've lost you lost Jacob Zaboro to an ACL. Grizzly's being banged up with an upper body injury. Your no, it's back- like he has a cold or something today. I'm like, come on. Yeah, man. and then your whole back and nine in. He's getting out- close. Yeah, he's been out with a upper body. He just started practicing yesterday, I want to say. But I just think you have these in- injuries. So you have young guys like, um, was it Jack Con? He's been bouncing around. Yeah, John. Like he's been bouncing around, making these spots start. But if you have a guy that I think Middleton's in his fifth, fourth or fifth NHL season now for San Jose. And, and the thing is, he, his price he's tag. He's 26, not, too. He's 26. Yeah, not that he's old. 26. He's young. It's not a guy, he's not a rental either. So this year is a $750,000 um, price tag. And then next year, he's a restricted free agent. Yeah. So, I mean, so like, he two, comes and he likes get, Boston. He... Like, yeah, you get a year and a half out of the guy. You can see how he fits, how he gels. And you can offer him a contract. That's not going to put a, like, boost your cap hit. The AAV won't be too high. But it gives you a death piece. Whether he slots in in the – he probably won't be a top four – no, so, no, I yeah, no, you can keep going. I just a comparison that I've heard for him is kind of like a Kevin Miller type player. So I don't know if that like plays in. Yeah, it's something you kind of miss. You can have a guy like on your third line, or you can have him as like your seventh defenseman that you stick in when you need him. See, I think that he might it. bring us more than four, but brings already. I I actually think that he could. I think if they traded for him, he would be in our top six defenseman. I mean, he would be. He would play. Right, I really do. Like, like I, I think he's a younger Forbert that's tougher. That's tougher. Like we got Forbert to bring toughness, but he doesn't bring any toughness. Brandon Carlo, not very tough. Our toughest defenseman is Charlie McAvoy, which is come on. Like, and you do not want Charlie McAvoy fighting. No, so that, I mean, you don't that's... want him, like, like we saw in that one game. McAvoy took the penalty. He's off the ice, and then boom, he gets scored on. Exactly. That's all you want. You don't want your best defenseman off the ice. Not at all. So. It's, it's just so tough because, like, you look at it, right, and it's like analytically the Bruins' defense is good, but they just don't pass the eye test. They just don't. So, like, I don't – I mean, I don't care about the analytics. I really don't. They need to, they need to just start 
having more of an impact on the game positively. Uh, like the, they're low. It's very low event, and it's like I just don't. I don't know. Yeah, I just think the whole thing is Middleton's a great power play killing person. Penalty killing. Yeah, penalty killing. My bad. Yes. Um, the Bruins are eleventh in the league with that, so it's not like we're doing awful. But you add another guy. Yeah, it could help. Yeah, exactly. It never hurts to have depth. Nope. And that's the major thing. You can never have enough defensemen. You can never have enough forwards. Guys that the next the next man up mentality is so needed. Especially when you're making a playoff run. Like guy goes down, you have a guy come up, and nothing happens. Like you don't miss that seam is just continued. Nothing ha- nothing bad happens. It's just that's important. Like it's not like you're gonna be giving up a lot for him either. That's the biggest thing. No, yeah, I agree 100. So I I don't think it's like gonna be a big, um, big anything really. Like I don't I don't think it'll be a big deal. I think it'd be like a fourth third fourth or third round pick something like that. I don't you're not getting anything crazy for him. Kind of I mean like I think next week we're gonna really dive deep in the Bruins playoff rumors and I'm playoff rumors. Jesus, we're not on we're not on the ball tonight. <laughs> we're we're making mistakes all over the place. But uh, trade deadline rumors next week. Um, kind of some around the league news. I heard from I was listening to the Thirty Two Thoughts podcast um, with Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick, and that the Arizona Coyotes players actually had a meeting with the Players Association and the ownership in Arizona. Their players are unhappy about ASU. It was kind of like a "What the fuck is going on? What is our plan? Is there an arena deal in place?" The players are starting to want answers. Um, I think it really puts the GM of that team, Bill Armstrong, who I think has done a good job with what he has in a really tough place because you're not going to have guys who want to play there in that rink. As much as people think it's great, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's a terrible situation. Um, it's literally like you're playing on a team that was relegated down to the B league. Like you, it's, uh, as I've said before, I don't want to beat a dead horse. Like I always do, but, and now we're seeing that the players aren't happy either. So what's this team going to do? Are they just going to, they're, they came out and said they're going to trade away players for draft picks and they're willing to take on contracts for draft picks. So are we just going to stockpile some young future stars here, possibly ruin their careers in Arizona playing at Arizona state university? I'm sorry, but I think that's terrible for the league. You have stars coming in the league in the next two years. Shane Wright will be a star. Connor Bedard will be a superstar. You want them playing in Arizona? You think that's, that's going to grow the game? Maybe it grows the game a little bit, but it doesn't grow the wallets of anybody. It doesn't help bring in more money. You want that guy playing on a team where he can lead them to something good or sell a lot of jerseys. That's not happening in Arizona. Sorry. Escrow. Yeah, like it's just, it's a joke, but it is what it is. Other news, we have Ovechkin tied Yager for third most all-time goals. I know Ovi's in a lot of controversy right now, but I mean, he's still the greatest goal scorer of all time. So we're going to definitely... Note that, and I think on another side note, like I think Ovechkin did okay with his comments he had to make. I think the Capitals have done okay with the comments they have to make. Obviously, what's going on in Ukraine is terrible, and we obviously condemn everything Russia's doing, but still got to give Ovi his credit for what he's done in the NHL. Yeah, no, I just want to touch back on the Arizona. Yeah, definitely. Did you see Phil Kessel the other night? No. Oh, dude, he played 30 seconds. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, oh, yeah. And he got a PJ to go see his goal. baby. Yeah. Just yeah, so he continue cool. his Ironman streak. Yeah. I think that was at nine, 951 games that he's at. He's right behind uh, Yandel. 
So, yeah, then they already had the flight charted for everything. So we can go back to Arizona, watch his child be born. But that shows the dedication to the team. And I think Arizona ended up winning like nine to three that game, too. Like, yeah, no. And it, it, so that's where it's like I, I saw that and I was like, well, that was really cool for the organization to do that for him. But like at the same time, it's just like I, I'm not from the school of thought that hockey can't work in the desert. I'm not at all. It's just the way they're doing it's fucked. Like going to Glendale was a mistake. Like they, they made so many mistakes, and it's just how it's it's all. It's just right in Phoenix. The like the owner of the Suns already said, no, they're never coming back to that arena. I will not make my arena dual sport again. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's, it's out of the possibility. He's like, no, I'm just I'm done with it. Yep, it's just not happening. But I think that brings us to halftime of our podcast. So let's talk about our show sponsors. Obviously, we're prevented by presented by inside the rink that's where you can find all of kevin's writing that's where you can find our merchandise which is great it's where you can find our podcast um the whole network of podcasts so yeah we're going to up guys check yeah, those articles out for sure and um we'll make sure to be better with our social media getting everything tweeted out i think that kevin and i have been super busy lately but hopefully in the next couple months our life slow down a little bit we can be a little more interactive on social media but also our sponsor right we're presented by inside the rink we're sponsored by bet us and here's a quick word from our show sponsor and friends of inside the rink bet us bet us has your nhl nba ufc pga and yes nfl betting lines up for their 27th year of live betting sign up for betus.com with promo code rink for 125 percent sign up bonus again use promo code rink for your 125 percent sign up bonus play with the proven mainstay in the industry bet us you bet you win you get paid betus.com Kev, do you have a bet US bet of the week for hockey? Ooh, I was actually just betting hockey tonight. What do you have for? I have I have one for tomorrow. I think. Um, yeah, I'm a I sicko. Know. I have to like bet every night. I just kind of That's, bad. Disease, That's bad. Yeah, I haven't bet since the Super Bowl. It's kind of. I mean, is it a cry for help? I don't know. Are you help? Do you need help? No, I have I, think the, if phone, you... I have the phone number for it, but good. I haven't called yet. Perfect. So I have a little parlay cafe for tomorrow night. We're gonna go Jets Caps parlay. Jets over the Canucks. Caps over. I mean, sorry, Jets over the Islanders. Caps over the Canucks. No, it's kind of wild. I have Canucks at minus one ten. Really? Kind of weird they have that like that. Because the Capitals have been on a little bit of a slide. I think they write the ship tomorrow. They come out and need a big win. No, they just had the big win. What they won over? Yeah. Yeah, I know. So no, I don't, they I don't won know. over. Uh, no, they lost to Edmonton. No, they but beat, they beat um, Calgary. Yeah, Calgary. And they smoked Carolina for nothing. So. Yeah, I, yeah, they've been kind of, but it's been. Yeah, I guess I know. I just call. I said they were on a slide, but they beat the Canes. They beat the Cret. Now they really haven't been on that much of a slide. It was before. Yeah, and that, they lost but, OT with that McDavid. Yeah, uh, yeah they've kind of written the ship. So McDavid yeah, no, I'm, I'm going Caps. I think Caps and uh, Jets. But let's move into some football, dude. Oh, I had a little Saturday parlay. Oh, you do? Oh, give it to us. Give it to us. Give it to the people. Yeah, no, I'm liking the Bruins, Hurricanes, and Flames on Saturday. Bruins over Coyotes. Hurricanes. I can't speak. Flames over Red Wings. Hurricanes over Flyers. That is a good bet. Yeah, I like that one a lot. That's rock solid. I like that, too. We'll throw sure a couple units one. on that one, guys. Yeah, we'll get that tweeted out. That's a good bet for sure. Let's transition from hockey and let's jump into something we haven't really talked about too much the last two weeks because things have lit up in the NFL. 
Foosball. Yeah, things are getting devil. crazy. We'll start off. Oh, a little Bobby Boucher action, a little Vicky. My Vanport. Boucher and the Mud Dogs. Yeah. So let's talk a little football. We'll start off with <laughs> the first thing on our sheet here is Jerry Jones has a daughter. Dude, We're not getting this, into that. There's just no, no chance. Why? This like this blew my mind when it I came know. On my phone. It's like Jerry. I saw a tweet. It was like Jerry Jones has a 25 year old daughter, and the Cowboys haven't won a Super Bowl in 26 years. Hmm. Like, yeah, maybe that's it. But yeah, I have some girls saying that she's Jerry Jones' daughter. If she yeah, is, she's then... suing him. She's twenty five. Yeah, I mean, if she is, then good for her. She, she said that he uh, he paid her mom mad money and signed the uh, NDA. NDA? Conf- yeah, confidentiality. Now her mom broke that NDA, so I don't know. Well, the mom didn't. She did. Yeah. So who knows? But how did she? Yeah. Whatever. I mean. I'm obviously like I'm a Cowboys fan, but I'm not a Jerry Jones guy. So that's why that's why I said, yeah. as soon as I saw I said to Jake, I'm like, Cowboys keep winning, baby. Yeah, keep winning. Team's yeah. wild. Yeah, you cut Amari Cooper and then Jerry Jones is a daughter. So all right, we'll get right into that before we go to the next topic. So Amari Cooper has been cut. I read a rumor on Twitter today. I know well, it's he's probably going to, he's not going true. to the Patriots. No, no, no. So Amari Cooper got cut. I don't love that they cut Amari Cooper, but I don't hate it. I think it allows CeeDee Lamb to really come into his own. They franchise tagged Dalton Schultz, which was good. Um, obviously, we need to re-sign Cedric Wilson, and we need to at least make an offer to Michael Gallup, I would think, if we're not. I heard that you guys are in pretty good talks with Michael Gallup. Yeah, me too. So long, I, I was I was happy for that. So I think if you return Wilson and Gallup and you have Lamb and Schultz, I don't really – I mean, I think it really allows them to – Open I, things up a little more. I, I don't hate it. I have a big question on that. Yeah. So it came down to Amari Cooper or Demarcus Lawrence, on because they were the two biggest cap hits. Like Amari Cooper yeah. had a twenty million dollar cap hit. Yeah. And by cutting him, you saved sixteen million. Yeah. Demarcus Lawrence was like twenty six million. I want to say yeah. cap hit last year. No, he didn't earn it. But right. do I think so he still the, could. Who yeah. that, Cooper or Lawrence? I think what Lawrence you, is more the lifeblood of that defense, and I think Amari Cooper was not. He made open complaints last year about not getting the ball, and it's also been reported. I don't know how true this true this is at all. It's probably not true, but it says reportedly Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott got into a verbal confrontation after the playoff loss to the 49ers. Cooper referred to Prescott as a black Kirk Cousins in a meeting, which sent Cowboys QB into a fury. Oh, that's bad. That was tweeted from Prescott Truth. I don't know how real that is. It's probably a lie, to be quite honest. But people are like, I mean, it's kind of funny. <laughs> it really is kind of funny. But, yeah, I, I know that Amari Cooper's plus 250 to go to the Pats. I mean, that'd be great for the Patriots. I, I don't, like, hate Amari Cooper. Like, I like Amari Cooper. I always have. Um, but he's gone now, so it is what it is. Move on, and I'm all in on CeeDee Lamb. I think CeeDee Lamb instantly becomes a top-five fantasy receiver next year. So keep your eyes open on CeeDee Lamb because he's going to have a huge year. Any, do you agree with that? Disagree? Yeah, no, I'm, a, I'm a big CD guy. Like, since his days at, uh, what do you know, OU? Oklahoma guy, Boomer Sooner guy. Oh, you're a Boomer, you're a big Boomer Sooner guy? Boomer Sooner. I used to have a shirt that said that when I was in, like, seventh grade. All right, that's all I need to hear. I was going to show I said Fearless Spear because I love FSU. Great. And that's thing. Great. Great. Jameis Winston. <laughs> so uh, next topic here, it's kind of crazy. Like Calvin Ridley suspended for a whole year because he bet $1,500 on a three-team, five-team. Allegedly. That's Allegedly. Word. It's a joke. Like, I think it's a joke. You know, if he was betting against his team and playing, fuck him. 
suspended for the year. But he He's bet out. he bet for Atlanta to win. He bet for Atlanta to win, which is guys. the most like he, risky bet you can take. They were they were Atlanta sucks. Yes, it's like come on. He was betting on his own team to win and betting on other teams to win. He like you're not you think you think there's eight teams out there in the NFL throwing games for him to no way. He didn't have any inside information. He thought he could do it. He did it on a freaking legal betting app. This guy wasn't out there like. I don't know. It's just like you have guys like Ray Rice who like hit their girlfriends getting two games and you have like rapists who get to play in the NFL forever. But and you have a Zeke Elliott. Yeah, like no, I know. I agree. Like Zeke hit a woman. It should have been more than that. A hundred percent, dude. I'm not like going to argue that at all. And then you have Calvin Ridley gambled when he wasn't playing for his own team to win and he loses a season. It's like, come on NFL. Like, just one time a guy who, Put, took himself out on mental health leave, maybe like looking to get this guy some help instead of suspending him for the year. It's like, come on. The NFL will never get it figured out. They will suspend a guy who smokes weed or gambles for years. But if you hit a woman, it's okay. It's the biggest joke. And it's like, dude, that's why like I hate where football's going. Like as much as you tell yeah, me, like, it's just such Greg a Hardy joke. got four games. Yeah, it's a joke. If anyone that doesn't remember that, he beat his girlfriend and then threw her on a bed full of AR-15. Yeah, it's it's a joke. Like in in like it's just like the NFL is pathetic when it comes to their discipline. It really is. Like at all. Adrian Peterson had felony child abuse, got six games. Yeah, but we're we're given Tyreek Hill beat his kidney and he all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm just want to go off. Yeah, but it's a joke. Like it's an absolute joke, and I think Roger Goodell's a joke, and that's why shout out Barstool Sports has the clown shirts on sale. Um, no free ads, but they got them. Um, that's the one. We'll go to the next one. Carson went. There's too many topics here for us not to rapid fire them. Carson went to the to the skins. Carson Carson went to the commanders, commanders to the commanders. The Redskins that commanders. Name, so like I um. When I first saw the name, I was like, it's not that bad, but I didn't say it out loud. When you say Washington Commanders, it's so shitty. It's not even funny. But Carson Wentz to the Redskins makes complete sense for the Redskins. Um, I think it is other Commanders, sorry. Bro, you're so old school. Yeah. I, I actually think that it's a good trade for them. That's not where my question marks lie at all. Why did Indianapolis make this trade? You're eating. Kevin's chewing. Just mid-podcast. I couldn't wait. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I look at it, right? They have – Indy has decent receivers, a great running back, a decent defense, and they had a quarterback who had a 4-1 to one touchdown to interception ratio who was playing good football down the stretch. Yes, he lost to Jacksonville. Yes, that blew the season. But still, what are you going to get? You get two third-round picks in a weak QB draft which one of the, with one of the weakest QB free agent pools. You're going to go out and get Jimmy G. They're the same player, except for I'd take Carson Wentz. He's a little bit better. Kevin's talking, can't hear him. He's muted or something. God only knows. No, I'd I take Jimmy G, man. Like, Jimmy G's been to a Super Bowl. Okay. Like, almost won it. Carson Wentz, is better. Carson Wentz is a Super Bowl champion. He had a torn ACL. Doesn't matter. Nine There's no difference. Dude, Who, nine inch Nick their Foles Super Bowl wins are the same. Dude, nine inch Nick Foles won it. Well, Jimmy has two Super Bowls then. Yeah. If we want to go this route. Yeah. One's where he was sitting on the bench and Tommy was winning. There's no difference. I- I'm just saying, like, they both Dude, seen he had the a big moment. He had a 20 nine-inch Nick Foles out there throwing yeah. the Philly special. I-, I think that I would want Carson Wentz over Jimmy Garoppolo. I really do. I think there's no. nothing special about Jimmy Garoppolo. Zero special things. You disagree? 
You think Jimmy G has it? I don't think Carson Wentz can throw a pass outside of an RPO. Like, I'll say right. that right there. All right, we're done with Carson Wentz. We'll see how it goes. Next topic. Next QB topic as we just roll through quarterback topics. Russell Wilson to the Broncos. I think this instantly makes the Broncos I'm a playoff so contender. excited for this. Because him and Jerry Judy are going to be magic. And Not Portland even Sutton. Judy, dude. And it's the whole team. Sutton, yeah. Like Timmy Patrick. Yep. Like, uh, and then you they have Devontae Williams. Yep. Like. Who's, a good, who's a good pass catching back. They did lose Noah Fant in the trade, which stinks. Because when I originally saw it, I was like, ooh, Fant's going to do great. With but Russell dude, Wilson. Fant, Noah Fant really hasn't lived up to his expectations. I know. That's why I thought he would really live up to it with uh, Russ. But, you know. No. Didn't happen that way. But I think they're going to be poised to be good. They're going to need to sign a couple defensive players. Obviously, they lost a big defensive end in that trade. But I yeah, was really it Shelby good. Harris? Yeah, lost him, and that's kind of I mean that hurts. But him, you but... saw you saw Bradley Chubb. You yeah. drafted Patrick Certain the second last yep. year. Yep. Like, yeah, you lost two first rounds, two seconds, and a fifth. You got a fourth round back with Wilson, so. It's gonna be free agency for them, it's, or yeah, but but picks. Denver's a good city. They have good ownership, and they just got Russell Wilson. They just became a destination. Yeah, and they have great marijuana. Yeah, <laughs> it just became a destination. And great ski slopes, guys. Yeah, just like that. So I think that I think Denver is gonna be a team to mess with. Next QB, just keep it rolling here. Aaron Rodgers. Wait, no. Can I go back real quick? Rewind. Sure. Yeah, no. There's one thing I saw was was this is an interesting take. Russell Wilson is the third best quarterback in that division. Who's better? Patrick Holmes and Justin Herbert. Yeah. I That's why I saw. I, I was like, I don't get up. I'm like, wait, who's in, who's in the yeah, AFC West? I, I just think we need to wait before we talk any shit about Russell Wilson to see him in an offense actually built around him and actually unlocked. Because when Russ gets to cook, he's great. And he does great. He did great in Seattle. And then Pete Carroll will be like, run the ball up the gut. Run the ball up the gut. Don't use either your star receivers. So I really think that um or when you should have ran up the gut, you threw a pass. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, he's football. terrible at play calling. It's so funny that he's gotten this. Fight. Yeah, he's yeah. Geriatric Pete Carroll's a retire. Yeah. But now you let me move on. Aaron Rodgers, two hundred million, four years. <laughs> I mean, I just it's just <laughs> But did you know. see him come out about that after? Yeah. Well, I'm glad to be back in Green Bay. But it's not official. Like we just agreed upon it. Yeah, it's like, he, dude, he's got two hundred mil, fifty eight mil a Aaron year. Rogers is Calm such down. an asshole. Like he really is such an asshole. That's I, I, I like. I've gone back and forth, and if I like, like I liked Rogers in the match golf event. I like him when he comes and does stuff with Dave. But like then again, like Rogers just at the same time he kind of sucks. Dude, he, he really took does. horse dewormer, and then told everyone he had the vaccine. And no, he, he did got, not. And then he got COVID toe. COVID toe? Yeah, that's a thing. Like, so when he got COVID, it messes with your feet. Oh, wait, you, that's co- an actual thing? Yeah, and he got COVID wait, toe. When I had COVID, my toe hurt so bad. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah, no. Rogers had it. That was one of his wait, big things. I didn't know that was real. I was complaining nonstop that my big toe hurt and everyone was laughing at me. That's an actual thing. Yeah, COVID toe's a thing. Rogers oh my had god, it. I could barely work when I had COVID. It, I mean, barely walk when I had COVID for like two days. My toe hurt so bad. I kept like pulling it, thinking I like hyperextended it or something. Yeah, that was no COVID way. Toe. I can't. It, man. I cannot wait to Google COVID toe the second we finish recording. I might cut the podcast off right now just so I can Google COVID toe. <laughs> my toe hurt. Well, I'm telling you. <laughs> Coronavirus, 
This is probably gonna get the podcast flag now, but whatever. Coronavirus <laughs> got that right. Beat that. I'm a survivor. It, it it wasn't fun at all. But the toe, the toe injury. I think I could find a text to my dad where I say that the toe injury was the worst part of COVID. I I my toe hurt so bad. I was limping around. I was eating Girl Scout cookies, angry with hurt toe. Like really, like it was, it was tough. So yeah, if you guys eat Girl Scout cookies, we have yeah, a we link got, for we have a link for that. Yeah, yeah. Just we DM do. DM Q the Duck Boats podcast, and we have a Girl Scout cookies link that goes to a great cause. Shout out the Girl Scouts. No free ads, but shout out the Girl Scouts. Um, and good cookies. Yeah, and I give back to the community, so we're big on that. JC Jackson's going. JC Jackson's going to free agency. I could care less, really. I think the guy seems like a scumbag. I don't know why you didn't want him. I got some inside scoop on that one. He's got problems with the child services in Massachusetts. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I know somebody. I know somebody. Yeah, he's he's a scumbag. I think so. That's fine. Bye bye, Kyle Van Noy. Who cares? Another washed up player. No, yeah, he's washed up, but he meant a lot to the Pats. Yeah, he does, but he's washed up. It's sad. It's back to back years. He got cut. He got cut from the Dolphins. He got cut back. This happens, you know. This stuff happens. Um, before we jump into one more big news thing, I did see Colin Kaepernick is making a comeback, and he wants to be known. He's ready, and he wants to play and start for a Super Bowl contender. So, if any Super Bowl contenders out there want Colin Kaepernick, he's available. End comment. We won't say another word about that, but he's available. Adam Schefter, let everyone know. I love using Kaepernick and Madden. Still, he's a beast. So, in other news, the MLB is back. Wait, dude, you skipped one of the biggest trades that just happened. Oh my god, Khalil freaking Mack. Khalil, we're a mess tonight. This is this is bad. I don't know, Jake's a mess. I'm okay, guys. This might be our worst podcast yet. Yeah. Khalil Mack to the Broncos, big trade for a second round and six round pick. Um, I oh, think, I didn't even see what the return. Yeah, was. second dude, that's six, a steal. It's a good trade. Compared Khalil Mack hasn't the, been himself uh, the last two years, to be honest with you. But he's also in Chicago. He's in Chi Town. When he gets out to the sun. And he's smiling, and Joey Bosa's taking all the double teams. Cleo Mack gonna be a problem again, dude. That's like kind of wild. They only had to pay that, and like, yeah. When you look at what Chicago had to play pay Oakland, yep, to get him, like, what so, a steal! Chicago is, and forever will be at this point, a joke till they fix something. Until I think Chicago at this point, what happened here, in my opinion, is they saw Rogers resign for four years. So they said, okay, anyone who's not going to be relevant to us in four years is expendable because Aaron Rodgers is going to own us for another four years. I know that's what Bears fans are thinking. So might as well just roll with the tide. Yeah, and I agree. But now... Even though Rodgers nah, can't win the playoffs. I'm trying to interrupt my announcement. The, M- the MLB is back. This podcast is going to, as like the seasons roll on, have like changes, right? In the offseason of hockey, we're going to talk heavy baseball and heavy football. So... We're really never going to get into Celtics because I hate basketball. I like the Celtics. They're actually pretty good right now. Yeah, I hate basketball. Love me some JT, bro. We're never going to talk much about them. Free Kevin. Free Kevin. We'll talk a little March Madness when we get really into the tournament. We'll give some of our favorite upset picks, things like that. But, guys, you don't understand. I love baseball. Baseball, is my favorite. And and Rob Manford, our hero, got the deal done. No. Baseball's back. How do you feel about the um the rule changes? The no DH in the NL. Or no, DH in the NL now. Anyway, I love it. Me too. But like, what about I what about like, Otoni? Just... Does he not show Hunter? Is he gonna be the DH when he doesn't pitch? 
Yeah, hundred percent. No, yeah. sh- show he's in the AL, buddy. Oh, that was a mistake, huh? Yeah, AL West there. Oh, so he already is the DH when he doesn't hit. I know. I literally only watch the Red Sox and nothing else. So, I literally watch the Red Sox and nothing else. I'm not a big baseball guy, but I'm gonna do my best to. You guys tweet at me anything baseball? I got to. I'm a guru. Yeah, but obviously we're gonna get more into that. We're gonna definitely. No, I Kenny. Oh, did you have a little? Little combine stuff here. Kenny Pickett, 8.5 inch hands, the smallest hands ever at a combine. Is that a concern? No, it's not a concern, Kevin. No, it's not a concern, guys. Joe Burrow, they said the same thing about Joe Burrow. He's went to the Super Bowl. Word in the street that Joe Burrow guy was pretty good. Yeah. Joey Ice, Joey Burr, Super Bowl Burrow. It's pretty decent, you know. Super Bowl Burrow. Uh, you ever see those massage sunglasses on Joe Burrow? Kind of swag. Yeah. All right, Kev. This thing has been this has been brutal. I'll chalk this up as our I don't know, it wasn't terrible, but it was not our best. Not our I mean, do you want to edit it now? Do you want to talk about some uh all the franchise tags for each team? Do you have them all? I don't I know don't oh, I have it right franchise. here on my cellular telephone. Sure. Go ahead. I mean the Bruins started eleven minutes ago. I have nothing but time. <clears throat> Yeah, no, it's okay. I already bet on them, so they better better win against Chicago. I have nothing but time, Kev. You just you talk, and I'll sit here. All right, no. So big one was Cincinnati Bengals. They're bringing back uh, safety Jesse Bates. That's a big one. Continue that defense, which they need. Another big one, kind of surprising, was the Cleveland Browns. They franchised David Njoku, like a guy that wanted to be traded last year. Tight end, you have David three... and Joku. Yeah, David Who's, and Joku. Who franchise tagged him? Cleveland. Really? Yeah, you have Austin Hooper. That, I didn't think they would do that. Right, and you have the uh, uh, Hunter Bryant, their third tight end. Des Bryant, yeah. Des no, Bryant's Hunter Bryant, cousin. Bro. Hunter. Yeah, his uh, adopted white cousin. Oh. <laughs> Out of Clemson. I think it's Clemson. But then a big one that you, you already talked about, Dalton Schultz to the Cowboys. But a big one, like you had to see this coming. As soon as Green Bay's re-signed Rodgers, they went ahead, they franchise tagged Devontae Adams. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. We all knew that was happening. 20, $20 million. Um, Don't be surprised if you see Adams get like a four-year deal, five-year deal coming up. Yeah, I mean, he wants, I think it would go just – he's going to play there as long as Rodgers does, I think. There's no way Rodgers re-signed that deal unless they told him Adams is going to be here too. Yeah, exactly. And then a big one was the Kansas City Chiefs uh, franchise tagging Orlando Brown, uh, a tackle that they trade for from – OB. What? Yeah, OB. There you go. Uh, they got him from Baltimore Ravens. So – he was there for a year. Want to know who else played for the Baltimore Ravens? Who? Michael Orr. Yes, The Blind Side. It's a great movie. You guys are one of a good movie. It's really like kind of not true, but and he hates being known for the movie. But it's a good movie. The but tunes. Sandra. But Sandra. Good Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Sandra. Sandra. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Wait, of I had one more. No, 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 no. Come a, on, dude. Chris Godwin got franchise. That's oh, okay. Huge. That's a huge one. That's a huge right. one. Right. You got to bring the boys uh, back. Yeah. My dad actually told me he he has an inside scoop, and he heard that Deshaun Watson's going to the Bucks. 
Let's end it on that. That's going to be our rule. I heard Deshaun Watson to the Steelers. But... Deshaun Watson to the Bucks, And that is this week's episode of Q the Duck Boats. You guys can give us a follow at Q the Duck Boats podcast or Q the Duck Boats. I can't talk today. This is so bad. Q the Duck Boats pod with a Z. With a Z. Q the Duck Boats pod. I don't we know. Love it's, just, you it's just cute. That's not even it. Our Twitter's just Q the Duck Boats with a Z. There's no pod. This has been, this has been bad. <laughs> Bye, guys. We love you. Bye.